In childhood, a process begins that psychologists call socialization. What it really consists of is the stapling together of the pure awareness that is the self with the belief enforced upon you that you are the body, so the identification with the body, and that is controlled by the third element, which is language. You're given a name. The name sutures consciousness to the body. And from then on, people can call you and tell you what to do. And that's society's interest. And then they will consider you purely as an epiphenomenon of the face of the body on licenses and other documents with the name, date of birth, etc. That's all that you are to the big other of society. And once you buy into that through your affirmation of that socialization process, you no longer have access to the pure awareness that is your eternal self. And what originally is an imposition of language, the forcing to put your requests, your demands, your desires to your mother and father in words that they can understand, later becomes an enforced process of having to think using words and to identify yourself with the flow of language through the pure awareness that you are. And once that has been achieved, the stapling of those three together, then we have what's called an ego that is destined to suffer because it has identified with what it has not, what is not its true nature, with a perishable organism and with a language that is embedded in the delusion of maya, of duality. And pure awareness is eclipsed and forgotten about. You're not taught about it in school, not even in the churches anymore. You are simply another body in a world of bodies. And your mind is only useful to serve an ego that in turn serves the values of the society, which in this case are getting ahead at the expense of others, being in conflict, being jealous, being greedy because that's what consumers are, and working for mammon, working for money, working for values that have nothing to do with God, truth, love, bliss, or even saving our planet from the rapaciousness of the collective ego and its penchant for war and all forms of violence. So this is the situation we're in, and the solution to that problem is very simple. It's a simple equation of M minus L minus B.
Okay? Mind minus language minus the identification with the body. And you're free. And since the identification with the body only comes through language, it's really only M minus L. It's really very simple. If you can make your mind free of thoughts and be in the state of pure awareness, liberate yourself from the addiction to thinking, because thoughts, remember, come from the outside. Your thoughts are not really yours. They are the thoughts of the other that was imposed on you that you identified with. But language already contains the values, the judgments, the beliefs, the illusions and delusions of the social structure. Free yourself simply by returning to God consciousness. And God is simply that M minus L. It's not a belief in some other somewhere else. It's not something that must be achieved. It is simply what you are minus the accretion, the additive of language that has been imposed on all of us. So now we are using language to escape from the prison of language. But that's all we are really doing in meditation, is returning to our original state, in which there is knowing, there is vigyana, there is wisdom, but it is intuitive and it is not reducible to concepts. It transcends them. Our mind is actually supra-mental. What we think of as mind is simply thoughts, but the thoughts come from a supra-mental plane of pure awareness that is an intuitive knowing that transcends time and space and therefore can receive premonitions, prophecies, precognitions as well as understanding of the very distant past and understanding of dimensions of the real which transcend the phenomenal plane in which language is embedded and so liberation is liberation from the illusion that you are the body and from the illusion that you can only understand things that can be put into language But language distorts reality. It imposes a grid of concepts over the real and makes you believe that because there's a word for it, it must exist. Once you get past that false belief, then you realize that there really are no things. Things are only things. And when you begin to transcend the thinking process, then miracles become possible again. That which is not possible in the logic of language becomes possible in the infinite logos of the Supreme Presence. And once we have dissolved language, not only at its conscious level, but at its unconscious bases in the sensor and the superego and the structures of unconscious conditioning then we are free from all negative emotions all anxieties, depressions fears at one stroke we are free 
And so meditation is the act of self-liberation from the impingements, the limitations, the false beliefs that your mind puts upon you and which then entrains the symptoms of suffering, whether in mind, body, emotions, or other forms of karma. So liberation is instantaneous the moment you realize that you are not either the mind with its words, its thoughts that always begin with the I thought, I am this, I want that, I hate that. All of those thoughts that come from a false I, when there is no I, that is when the self emerges. The I has nothing to do with the word I or yo or je or whatever the syllable is in the language that you were taught. It has nothing to do with the representation of the self. It is the immediate realization of the self. And it transcends all boundaries. This is what you are. And the real I does not suffer. It is in bliss. It is the blissful energy of the infinite presence, which is the creative power that underlies and permeates this universe. You are that. And in meditation, you can begin by affirming that in language, but then you are still stuck to language. So we want to realize the self without language. That is what Ramana called self-inquiry. It's not asking the question in language, who am I? It is realizing the sense of being that precedes the word I or any thoughts that contain that word or any thoughts built upon that. When you have come to the foundation, the ground of your presence, your being, then you have the power to silence the mind. Because at that level of your true self, you outrank the mind. Before that, you are a product of the mind. The ego is a construct created by the mind, and therefore you can't silence the ego as long as you think you are the ego. The conditioning will continue, and it will be a very frustrating experience. And you'll end up saying, I had a bad meditation and couldn't silence my mind, etc., Well, if you think you are the ego, you cannot silence the mind because you are the mind. And so it will never stop because it won't take orders from its own construction. The ego is the puppet of the conditioned mind. And you will just be flailing around fruitlessly, futilely, trying to silence the mind that has actually created your sense of what you are. Only when that has been silenced and you're free of the belief in the mask that the thoughts create, do you have the power and the authority to silence the mind. So you must stop believing that you are a creature of thought and realize that you are the creative presence that underlies thought, that is prior to thought, and that has nothing to do with thoughts other than containing them within its space. But the awareness contains everything, the entire universe. 
and transcends it all. Realize that transcendent self and then everything that occurs as an object within the universe is no longer something that you have no power over. It becomes an object that is part of the dream of which you are the dreamer. So each of us has the right to liberation. And if you tell yourself you don't, that you don't deserve it, you're not worthy of it, or whatever else your ego is trying to convince you of, then you're still buying into the falsehood that you are a being of language. Whatever words occur in the mind do not refer to you. They refer only to the false ego structure and therefore they have no validity. So don't believe any of the thoughts in the mind. Go beyond belief into the realization of pure presence. And when you do that, you'll feel a current of divine energy. Immediately it will come. If you're not blocking it, it will emerge. This is the rising of Kundalini. And if the current is strong enough, it will bring a rush of blissful power into the body, into the mind, into the aura, into the whole universe. It's unlimited. If there is resistance, it can create effects in the body, spasms, their movements. This is part of the kundalini rising and hitting the resistances and and gradually dissolving them. It can create headaches, it can create pressure in the brain. Many different effects happen. They happen because of the ego's resistance. Once there's no resistance, the energy just flows through. It's not, no longer even bliss because it's only the resistance that thinks of it as anything at all. Once the ego is gone, there is nothing. There's no conceptualization of what's happening because it's not happening to anyone. It is simply part of the universal arisings. So whatever happens in the meditation is just part of the process of dissolving the ego. Let it go. Don't worry about it. Don't wonder about it. Don't let it be an obstacle. Surrender it all to the mind that is the pure presence of God. <clears throat> 